The live opinions, descriptions, and accounts expressed on the Best of Times Radio Hour are those of the hosts and the guests of this show, and not necessarily those of Town Square Media or this station. Consult with your attorney, accountant, or other professional for final advice in making your decision. The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Coligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Coligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning into our show today. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn ways to lose weight and how to maintain that weight loss. So stay tuned to the show for some very interesting and beneficial information. It is Saturday, August the 20th, and we are broadcasting our radio show today for the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept call-in questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the August issue of the Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. Thank you for the compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. If you're unable to find a copy of one of our locations, remember, you can log on to our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view current and past issues. Mark your calendars to attend the upcoming Senior Day Expo at the Louisiana State Fair on on Thursday, October the 27th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Hearst Coliseum at the Louisiana State Fairgrounds in Shreveport. Remember to visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for listening announcements made during today's radio show, as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, tending country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a very special guest is Miss Gray Rogers, a registered dietitian in the area. And I've asked Miss Rogers to help me and my radio listeners learn the easy ways, I meant the easy ways, to help us maintain that, lose that weight and maintain that weight loss. So thank you, Gray, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So you have a challenge here. You're going to help Gary Kaligas here, who is aged... 66, tried to lose more weight because he has a wedding of his lovely, wonderful daughter in um, 60 days. And he, he he's challenged here by many people, including himself, to lose weight and to keep that weight loss off, at least by August 1st. August 2nd, I'll go on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot of people are in your position, so uh, hopefully I can help out. <laughs> Again, thank you for joining us today. I, I wanted to mention to our listeners, uh, I've had like uh, many, many calls and letters and emails uh, about a, uh article that I published in the Shreveport Times, my senior living article, because I thought it was pretty uh, sad that this study by the Centers for Disease Control said that one-third of American adults and 17% of young adults are deemed obese. 
I mean, that's that's a lot of people. It's staggering, and that you know, concerning. And that doesn't even include those young adults who are just overweight and could become obese. Obesity is a little bit different than being overweight. So uh, I thought that was remarkable. The other thing the CDC said that it estimated uh, $315 billion are spent by Americans to treat obesity-related medical treatments. Wow, that's a lot of money, and that's annually. Uh, You know, that's a lot of money. It is, absolutely. It's staggering. The other, I, I'm a subscriber to this uh, analysis company called Wallet Hub, H-U-B, and you can visit their website. It's a fantastic website. It's wallethub.com, and they have analysts uh, from all of the, of the world. But they examined 100 of the most populated United States metro areas and ranked them to identify those areas where weight-related problems should be a call for heightened attention and action as soon as possible. They evaluated 14 key measurements ranging from the how much activity and inactivity that adults uh, conducted, uh, percentage of adults eating fewer than one serving of fruits per day, etc. There are many other metrics. We don't have time today to talk about all of them, but 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 Gray, their their findings of these hundred metro areas throughout the country uh, ranked them from one to a hundred. Number one denotes the fattest metro area and 100 represent the the least fattest metro area uh, and according to wallet hub the top five fattest metro areas in the united states were number one memphis tennessee number two sadly shreveport Bossier city louisiana and number five was new orleans but the lowest fattest metro area that means the, the slim people uh, on, had all these different factors with Sacramento, California, Las Vegas, Nevada, Boise, Idaho, Reno, Nevada, and the number one or number 100 was Honolulu, Hawaii, which I thought was interesting. It is. They, they were deemed to be probably lots of fruits. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine They have so. to walk a lot. The public transportation maybe is not as good, so they do, they do walk a lot. So, so do, you, do you think you've seen that in our particular area? I mean, we're ranked number two. That's a sad stat to have. It is. And I'm, I'm actually not from this area. I moved here about four or five years ago, and I do remember moving here and being a little surprised by... Um, the larger waistlines, I guess, whenever I first moved here. Um, and I mean, one of the most obvious things that I noticed was your food. I mean, it's the food here is it is delicious, but um, if that's all you're eating, um, it can be trouble. Um, so that may be part of it is just that um, sort of cultural southern cooking that's, um, you know, so much a way of life here. Um, but some other things I noticed that could be contributing to this are some of the pretty big disparities um, just between different neighborhoods and different groups of people. Um, there are certainly a lot of food deserts here, and you have people that don't have access to a grocery store. They may not live in a safe neighborhood, may not be able to get out and walk and do that, um, you know, get that physical activity. So that could be contributing as well. Um, in addition to that, it's just so hot outside that oh, it could be miserable to get outside and, and walk. Sometimes you know? a lot of rain. Sometimes yes, a lot yes. of rain. It keeps us inside not to go out to the grocery store and get those uh, fruits and vegetables that we need and other dietetic things. So we eat the right. junk food that we might be having at our home. Right, 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 exactly. One other aspect I hope today that we can educate our listeners uh, to help 
give this information to their children, but mainly their grandchildren. A lot of my listeners out there have one or more or sometimes 14 or 15 grandchildren and Mm -hmm. great-grandchildren. They need to help educate them so they, in the future or currently, won't be overweight and obese. Is that, I mean, that, don't you think that's a good philosophy? Oh, yes, I absolutely agree, Gary. Um, you know, these grandparents, they have a lot of influence. They're impacting a lot of lives. And, um, you know, when kids are young, that's really a time when they can develop some healthy habits that they can carry into adulthood. Um, <laughs> I know my grandparents like to spoil me and let me eat whatever I want when I would go to see them. But, um, you know, I, I definitely think that, there could be um, a much greater long-term impact if you know your, these grandparents are showing their grandkids healthy eating habits. You know, getting those vegetables in, maybe cutting back on the candies and sweets. Well, you know, and that's that's the point. The, the, and they would co- hopefully come back to their parents and say, you know, Grandma, or Grandpa uh, said I shouldn't be eating like 14 candy bars a day or four <laughs> or four cokes when I'm over there, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're having like a six pack of coke when they go to visit Grandma. Oh uh, gosh, yeah, too much. <laughs> and then they're 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 overindulging in the the, the sodas and the. the the, the candy and the high mm-hmm. fructose and no, you know no vegetables at all and etc. So we hope they're going to help them uh, educate their their grandchildren and even great grandchildren. Um, and the, the one item that uh, I think I was looking back of history, you know, back in the older days, I'm an older guy. Uh, we didn't sit in front of the TV. You know, we went outside and played younger kids as well as we didn't have. You know, if we had television, it was you know, we only had a certain number of hours or that we would watch. We'd go out and play, and we didn't have those computers and tablets and games and et cetera. I mean, we actually played games and moved around. I, th- mm-hmm. I think today's uh, uh, kids, adults, et cetera, are not as active as they were back in maybe the 40s and 50s. Yeah, I I agree, and you know, I'm um, I guess part of that younger generation, and you know, it, it's. It is challenging not to, you know, kind of get sucked into that digital world, I guess, and just, you know, get lost, you know, on the computer or tablet or phone or whatever. But um, again, you know, a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is just behavior change. Um, So whether it be looking at a screen too much or eating the wrong foods, um, it all comes down to the same um, to the same behavior change, Um, just learning to identify those behaviors and um, set goals, make a plan for yourself, and fix it. Um, but for kids, I mean, I, I definitely agree. It's it's concerning. I see things that um, indicating that younger children are actually getting addicted to these tablets and things. They're showing signs of addiction and using that specific language. So that could be really concerning. So, um, you know, encouraging parents and grandparents to maybe limit that screen time whenever possible. I feel like that would certainly be helpful. Well, do you, what are your what is your feelings about junk food, fast food? It seems like to me that every corner now there's a new uh, fast food store. I mean, it's like an explosion of them. It is. Do we need that many of them? I mean, that's what, sometimes I'm, I'm always wondering when I drive throughout Shreveport and Bossier and surrounding. I know they're they're there to make, but it, to me, it's uh, is it just convenience or are they just trying to brainwash us to go there and not go get good food? It's hard to say. It does seem excessive. And, you know, these companies are driven by profit. So, um, I mean, it makes sense that they want their foods to be heavily or readily available. Um, And I had mentioned food deserts earlier. And, you know, if there's um, 
sort of a food insecurity coin. Food deserts are going to be on one side and food swamps are going to be on the other side. Good and food point. swamps, it's just what you described. It's these areas that are inundated with fast food and junk food and convenience stores. Um, there's just an abundance of highly processed foods that are not going to promote health. I mean, and, and there, you have so many choices. I, I'm, I'm the, um, in my older age here, I'm looking at choices. There's so many. There are. I mean, even in fast food, you have umpteen million types of hamburgers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And, you know, a hamburger is a hamburger. But no, it's not. You know, not according to the various uh, big, big guys out there. <laughs> right. from McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's and all the other companies that we might have that sells that hamburger. They all have their different style of hamburger. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's certainly true. <laughs> but I like your word of having the swamps and having the inundated area. What was the other term that you used for the other other type of... The swamp is a lot of them, right? Yeah. We have the so, deserts, we have very few. Yeah, so the food deserts, that's talking about like a desert of healthy food, basically, okay. whereas the swamp is... Um, again, usually describes the same area, um, so they don't have a lot of healthy food, and they're totally overwhelmed with unhealthy foods. Okay, the challenge I've given uh, Miss Rogers is I want to know the top ten. I love top ten lists, so I've given her a challenge to give us a, a, a quick suggestions on a top ten list to help us lose weight and maintain that weight loss. And what is your number one suggestion? My number one is uh, to eat more fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Um, basically, eat more real whole foods, um, just like they grew out of the ground, because those foods are going to be more um, nutritiously dense. They're not going to be super high in calories. Um, and when you have all that extra nutrients, um, the extra you know vitamins, minerals, fiber, phytochemicals that you find in these types of foods, uh, those are things that promote health. So you're more likely to... Uh, prevent, you know, future illnesses if okay. you're loading up on you're, you're a dietitian, so give us some, a little bit of examples of what type of fruit should Gary Caligas eat and what should he avoid? There's got to be some fruits that aren't good for me for maintaining and losing weight, right? I mean, it it really comes down to moderation, and I, I, I know that that's so cliche, but, you know, oranges are healthy, but if you only ate oranges throughout the day, <laughs> then that that would not be a healthy choice. So, you know, eating two or three servings of fruit throughout the day, um, you know, with your vegetables, three to four servings, um, whole grains, finding whole grains that... Um, well, you know, great. I love these rumors that you hear from your grandmother, your aunts and uncles. You know, you shouldn't eat that much watermelon because that's going to be bad for you eventually. So, you know, it's all the... You shouldn't eat a lot of... What I always ask, what is a lot of meat, right? Um you know, you don't know how much is too much. I know that of, of can be vegetables a, and as well as fruits. True, that can be a little difficult to measure, um, and everybody is different. <laughs> so I, I would say, you know, a lot of is going to be very individual. Um, if you know, if you don't feel well after eating that amount or whatever, you know, just just don't go overboard. <laughs> That's really my best suggestion, I would say. Okay, the other, I'm going to ask you some good questions here now. Okay. I know, I know they're, so should I eat my fruits and vegetables before a meal or after the meal or during the meal? Um, with something like that, I feel like you're sweating the details too much. Um, oh, I, I don't have to worry about it? Oh, okay, Well, good. I mean, you know, whenever... 
I'm sure you've seen it's it's what replaced my pyramid, um, but the my plate, oh. which is the national recommendations, yeah. but it shows you how to build a healthy plate and um, how to get that balance at a meal. Um, get your you know fruits, vegetables, your protein, your whole grains. Um, so you know maybe take that fruit spot with vegetables and save your fruit for a snack. <laughs> you know whatever whatever you decide to do, but. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people get so nitpicky about the details sometimes that they overlook some of the bigger areas of their life where they could be making changes. Um, you know, if you're sweating when to eat vegetables, but you're only getting four hours of sleep a night, um, <laughs> you know, then you need to address that sleep first before you stress uh, okay, too much. Okay, okay. But, uh, but I think it's important. Some of us, um, some of us want to have have guidelines to help make it positive and not go go a step back i mean uh, i love it you bring it bring up the plate the plate about the the, the plate of helping mm-hmm. well you know i just found out one recently that i uh, we've implemented a little bit at the Caligas house is smaller plates tend to make me lose weight yeah absolutely and well, there's because i've noticed over the years when i when i was growing up and i i have a couple of plates back in the 50s that i saved to my mom and dad you know, they were tiny back then. The dinner plates were tiny, mm-hmm. and, and the and the dessert or the salad plate was real tiny. But now our salad plate looks like a dinner plate, and the dinner plate looks like a platter. Yes, uh, our uh, our portions have certainly gotten bigger, and that's that's actually a great suggestion. And um, this is something that we recommend to um, you know we have some um, some community weight loss programs that we do, knock it off and whatnot. Um, and that's usually one of the recommendations that we give is using smaller plates because there's research that shows that when you use a smaller plate, even if you fill it up, you don't realize that you're eating less. Um, you've you've essentially tricked your brain into um, thinking that you're still eating the same amount that you were before. Um, so you don't end up missing that um, that extra bit. Uh, that you're not eating. I think a lot of people, when they think about diet and losing weight, they assume that they have to be hungry all the time, and there's definitely a better way to go about it. You don't have to be miserable and hungry. And you and you don't need to, to eat to eat till you're full. I mean, exactly, uh, right. I, I eat was until reading, you're I, nauseous. Don't do that. I was reading something, or maybe it, maybe it was one of my guests many months ago was talking about the Japanese do like a, a certain saying that's two-thirds full. When you're two-thirds full, that's when you should stop or... When you're when you're yeah, belly or you're feeling I've it. heard that or eighty percent full or something yeah. like that. I mean, um, that's right. But um, yeah, not eating to max capacity. Um, and that, if I mean, if you don't mind me skipping around in my yeah. list here, that's that is one of the things that I talk about um, in this that's top right, ten true. list is um, is eating mindfully. And I think a lot of people really overlook how important that can be. But just learning to listen to your own body, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. Um, that can really make a big difference. Um, you know, really enjoying your food, waiting 20 minutes after you finish your plate to see if you're actually hungry for dessert or not. <laughs> and and uh, I'm sorry we're skipping around everybody, but hey, uh, that, we need to bring that one up because we're eating. We're talking about vegetables. We're talking about whole grains, but we're going to skip and eating mindfully is it is critical. And I love some of your comments here. Is wait 20 minutes. 
before you have seconds. Great mm-hmm. idea. I never thought of that one until you put that in here. So I'm going to think about that because sometimes I say, you know, I want a few more of this and that. I'm, oh, wait, maybe after 20 minutes, what's going to happen? I'll forget about it? Yeah, well, there's a, <laughs> there's a lag between your stomach and your brain, basically. Uh-huh. Um, so it takes a minute for your stomach to be like, hey, I'm full. I, I don't need any more. Um, so that that's where that 20 minute comes from. It takes about 20 minutes for that hormone and everything to to signal the brain, hey, we're full, we're satisfied, no need to eat anymore. Well, I'm circling that one. Definitely going to implement that <laughs> beginning today. Perfect. And and the other item now, my you know some of us, I think guys more than ladies, uh, tend to eat quickly eat their food, try to finish their plate, They're re- we're ready to move on. Yes, yes. And living in a very fast-paced society certainly doesn't help. But um, if you can allot a little extra time um, to really enjoy your food or just try to break some of those old habits and really enjoy your food, enjoy the taste, the smells, and whatnot, that's probably going to help you eat less as well. Okay, here's a rumor I want you to dispel, being a registered dietitian and well-renowned in our Shreveport and Beaujolais. Okay. <laughs> all, of the, all, of the, all of the listeners, including myself and their kids and grand, do we have to chew 32 times per bite? Remember uh, the old days of 32 <laughs> times you would chew a particular item? I have heard that, and... You know, that does seem a little overboard, a little time-consuming, but you have to keep in mind that our stomachs don't have teeth. Um, so the majority of, you know, the tearing up of our food is going to happen in our mouths. So, you know, chewing your food a little more thoroughly, especially if you're one of those, you know, chew it once or tw- twice and <laughs> down it goes, you know, your body may have a hard time breaking down that food. So, um, you know, there may be a benefit so to it. We can say here in the best of times, at least... Less than 32, but hey, you don't have to reach that 32, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, chew your food adequately. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not going to chew it 32 times, but I'll do around five or six times. Okay. And and eat slowly, and I'm going to wait 20 minutes for my second. So Mm -hmm. I'll set my timer on my iPhone. (laughs) Using that technology, yeah. And in 20 minutes, I'm going to decide, am I still hungry? Do I still want those seconds that are still... On the, on the stove or yeah. in the oven, etc. Listen to those hunger cues. <laughs> we'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and GP. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is Miss Gray Rogers, a registered dietitian in the area, and I've asked Miss Rogers to help me and my radio listeners to learn those easy ways to lose weight and help us maintain that weight loss. So before we move on to the top 10 ways to do this i've got one one super question to ask you okay this this may be a challenging question oh boy. so in all <laughs> the technology of dietitians throughout the world and all these medical experts throughout the world we haven't come up with a super pill that i can take that can lose weight <laughs> automatically just by taking the the, the pill the formula I know. Change my genes to make my metabolism go up faster. Immediately, I will lose 10 pounds in my 10 minutes. I know. We want a pill for every ill. Um, Right. If you can come up with that, you'd be a gazillionaire. Yes, yes. I'm sure I certainly would. But um, Is there research on that? 
I, I think I've, you know, maybe seen, I, I don't know if I've seen research specific to that, but um, I think the, I guess, most promising way that I've seen to address uh, some of these, you know, the obesity issues and whatnot is focusing more on like the cognitive aspect and the behavioral change part of it, which I know that's not the answer that you want, but <laughs> that's the closest <laughs> I've seen to a miracle pill. But I mean, I think it, you know, really testifies to how complex the body is and how um, how important nutrition is, you know, that we can't just come up with a pill to fix this. Um, you know, it really is a matter of changing our behaviors and eating those greens, like Grandma said, you know, eating your fruits and reg- your vegetables, getting out and moving. That's that's really the magic pill, unfortunately. Well, the other follow-up question, when I wrote this, when I wrote an article um, uh, several months ago in the Shreveport Times, I was inundated by suggestions from the readers. And one of the questions and comments was, you didn't emphasize enough about all these I call them fad diets, all these different diet programs. There must be hundreds and hundreds of them, from Weight Watchers to Atkins to, I can't remember, the oh, yes. the, the Blue Apron or the oh, yes. whatever they're called. That and There's so many of them out there, we don't know which one's good or which one's bad. I know, and I, I, get, I get those questions a lot about, you know, what's the best diet plan, and Really, it comes down to my top two on my list here. It's, it's eating more whole foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and eating fewer processed foods. Um, okay. That's, I know that's an oversimplification, it seems like, and people want a really rigid diet, diet plan. But, um, you know, a lot of times the basis of a lot of these diets is working in more of the good stuff, the whole foods, and trying to get rid of some of the bad stuff, the processed foods, and the, you know, the and and I'm, I'm, I don't subscribe to any of those. I don't even know what's in them. You know, they bound to have something to, in order to ship them to be processed. That's what I'm thinking. Right. And, you know, I, I do think I should define yeah. this just so people know. A processed food is anything that has been modified before it reaches the consumer. So this encompasses a lot of different foods, um, everything from... You know, frozen fruit to a little Debbie cake. Um, so what we're what we're really concerned about is those highly processed foods. Um, so you know, the little Debbie cakes and Twinkies and things that don't even resemble their original form. Um, and you know, the problem with these processed foods is they're engineered to be addictive. Um, you know, they these companies have spent millions of dollars on you know research and paying food scientists and things to come up with a food that you can't stop eating and um you know i've really found some interesting just research and articles about this and it's it's concerning so i mean it really is like you know kicking the habit sort of with these processed foods um you know we crave them and you know we don't have time i could probably have you on here for four shows just reading the labels sometimes are misleading you don't know if it's processed or not processed right yeah the things are additive i mean i I'm, i've got to do a show with you about all these acronyms that they use on these labels nobody knows what they mean i, I could talk for a long time about processed foods I'm, I'm pretty interested in that um in all of that i just think it's um, it can be so challenging for consumers to navigate, definitely. And especially if somebody's on a chronic illness or having or diabetes, it's really it's really serious. And you've got to understand what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on. I know my my producer here is getting a little sad. We're going to be <laughs> off track. They're going to be doing three shows here at one time. <laughs> yeah. So eating Part less one. less meat, portion control, uh, less diet. 
dairy, right? Yeah, and I, I know some people may be saying, what, less dairy, less meat, but... I don't mean that you have to cut those things out. You don't have to become a full-blown vegan or anything like that. Um, The reason I included that was that the majority of us are eating too much meat and dairy. The the basis of our diet is meat and dairy. We have cheese on everything and meat on everything. Um, So really it's just scaling back on those a little bit and working in more of those you know, fiber-rich, vitamin and mineral-rich foods, you know, the fruits, vegetables, whole grains. You didn't mention fish and seafood. Is that okay? The portion control of that as well? We should be concerned about fish? Um, not concerned about it necessarily, but, um, you know, I, I think fish is just fine. Um, it's it's more so just having that protein um, you know, with every single meal. Um, sometimes we have, I'll have clients do like a meatless Monday just to kind of get them used to, oh, okay. um, like you know, having vegetarian meals, having the veggies be the star of the plate rather than, <laughs> um, you know, your sirloin or whatever it may be. So um, that's that's really what I'm focusing on is sort of making that transition. Oh, I like that word, meatless on. Monday. Yeah. You can remember that. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I didn't come up with it, so <laughs> I can't take full credit. Okay, the the... Another item, which I think is real critical, I think a lot of us do not do this, including yours truly, is drink plenty of water. Yes, yes. So many of us are just walking around dehydrated. You know, we really, our our whole bodies need water um, just to function normally. We need that um, water in our GI tract just to lubricate and help with digestion. Um, So just... You know, diet-wise, it can really make a big difference to stay hydrated. And, and, and especially if you're eating those three meals at home mm-hmm. or whatever, drinking water uh, is critical. I mean, uh, I'm shocked how many people even go out to to, uh, to lunch or dinner and never drink any water. I know, I know. I've, I'm a big water drinker, so that kind of blows my mind. <laughs> or some, or, or now some restaurants don't even bring it to you unless you ask for it. Yeah, yeah. They want you to drink, you know, buy the sodas, and they'll they'll recommend those, but they won't right. even bring you the water, and they think about it. I know, I know. It's, again, just kind of part of how our environment is. Okay, going about, and this habits. is one thing I did based upon a doctor and a specialist that appeared on my show God, probably 12 years ago. Um, he suggested for me to lose weight quickly and more effectively is cut out all sodas and that's that, what I did. Yes, that is a great suggestion. Um, these really have no redeeming qualities. Um, these you know, sodas and sugar sweetened beverages, they're really just spiking blood sugar. Um, you know, with the sports drinks, we see our favorite athletes drinking them, but they're elite athletes. Um, they need that extra energy, and it's not going to affect them quite so heavily. We don't need our children drinking these. Um, they are not elite athletes. <laughs> and if you drink them, and some people are tell me they just can't go without having their diet drink or soda or Dr. Pepper, I mean, in moderation, not 12 of them. I have ladies that tell me they drink 6 to 12 per day. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know... Uh, I'll, I'll these bring are this elderly up. ladies. Right. These right. are my age. Yeah, and I'll bring this up later, but, you know, it's really about making small changes. You don't have to cut them all out at once, but maybe just start with cutting back, you know, one or two a day and go from there. Uh, okay, before we go to break, why not last, one of the items here is you said don't smoke. Now, some of my listeners out there told me when they quit smoking, they gained weight. Well, I, I, I've, I'm not a smoker, but I, I've heard that that can help suppress appetite and things. 
Um, but, you know, even if you gain that little bit of weight back, the damage that it's doing yeah. just to to your lungs, to the all weight. your blood vessels, it's it, it far outweighs, you know, that that appetite suppressant <laughs> that you're so, getting. And definitely, it's it's a health condition. It's a full body condition. You, you Again, you might have that small effect of, of gaining some weight, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, it's it's gonna you're gonna take it off by doing other health styles changes as well. Right. right. <laughs> we'll be right back with more information. But now, a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Tunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is Miss Gray Rogers, a registered dietitian in the area, and Miss Rogers is helping me and my radio listeners learn those easy ways to lose weight and to maintain that weight loss. So thank you for joining us today here on the best of times radio hour. You're very welcome. It's been quite educational i've already gained about 10 new tips to help me lose weight between now and october 1st excellent <laughs> and I, I will give you a progress report occasionally okay to my fellow dietitian i'm here, looking huh? forward to it okay so we're going along the 10 ways that miss rogers feel that we can get healthy and lose weight and um, one of them is don't drink alcohol in excess does that make us gain weight when we drink? I know we're going to get a little tipsy, but does that hurt my system to gain weight and not lose weight? Um, well, it, sugar, it certainly right? doesn't help. Right, yeah. It, you know, it, I think you've maybe encountered people or seen people that, um, you know, they maybe go off to college and drink a little too much and they come back, you know, and they got... Well, a different kind of six-pack, I should say. <laughs> um, so when you're, you know, really going overboard with alcohol... That can definitely be a problem, and actually, one of my clients recently, um, he was diagnosed with diabetes, and one of the first things that he did was cut out all the beers that he was drinking in the evening, and that made a huge difference to his blood sugar numbers. So, you know, everybody responds differently, and even though weight gain may not be, um, you know, what's happening to you, it can still have an effect on you know, your blood sugar, your blood pressure, you know, your cardiovascular system, your liver, things like that. So um, lots of different effects going on there. Okay, that's good. Okay, commitment to regular physical activity. Mm-hmm. So we can eat all this wonderful stuff. We better have some sort of regular physical activity on a daily basis. Is that right? Yes, um, that would be ideal. And physical activity doesn't have to be going to the gym and getting on some machine for 45 minutes and hating your life. Um, (laughs) You know, it can be just getting up, cleaning your house, gardening, um, you know, taking a walk with a friend, things like that. Um, Just moving. You know, it's it's great for our joints. It's great for our cardiovascular system. Um, It's great to relieve stress just to sort of, you know, get out, get away from everything and move a little bit. So when you ask a uh, client who may be obese or may be overweight to come up with a plan, do you do you analyze what they have eat regularly, like a food log, and then also ask them their activity log? Yeah, um, that's typically one of the first places um, that I start with a client is I have them log their food. Um, and usually we start with food just because, 
you know, if we're talking about a very obese client, then activity and movement may not be um, the easiest right at that moment. So we may need to focus more on diet to get some of that extra weight off. But, you know, for people that aren't in that specific category and can move, yeah, we usually like to start with some small activity, um, just getting out and walking. Um, that's a great place to start and then try to make some small changes to their diet that we can build on later on. Okay, the other item uh, is getting at least seven hours of sleep per night. Yes, and that's this is very individual. We are all different and we all need different amounts of sleep. This was just sort of a general recommendation, but the point is that we need to be getting enough sleep. If we're sleep deprived, um, you know, our bodies are are stressed. Um, you know, we have that cortisol coursing through us and we're more likely to gain weight. Um, that's that's really often one of the first suggestions that I have for clients or first questions is how much are you sleeping? Um, because it doesn't, you know, the, the changes that you're making to your diet, eating healthier, they're really going to be negated if you're not sleeping enough. Our body needs that time to recover. So getting enough sleep is very important. Okay, some of the boomers and seniors that I that I deal with, most a lot of them are retired, semi-retired, and wanted me to ask you this question. What about power naps in the afternoon? Power naps? I mean, I, I certainly no problem with that. <laughs> you know, it's great to, you know. Because some of us do that. Uh-huh. And then we only get like five or six hours of sleep. But we've had our power nap of one hour <laughs> or 30 minutes in the afternoon. We uh-huh. feel refreshed. We can move on and, you know, not go to bed uh, well, if until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And then wake up at it's negatively impacting your sleep, then maybe it's not the best choice. And, you know, I, I've, I have heard that, you know, once once you get a little older, you may not require as much sleep. So, again, that, that number is flexible, but it's... It's just a matter of getting enough sleep so that you feel rested and restored. So those are some of the top ten. Here's a couple other questions from our our listeners and others out there. What about supplements, taking supplements to help us lose weight? Supplements, I'm not a huge fan. Um, You know, if it's a supplement for a specific vitamin or mineral that um, your doctor has done, you know, they've done lab work on you and they've told you you are definitely deficient in this and you need to be taking this supplement, then that's one thing. But going out and buying these, you know, different drink mixes or whatever that are supposed to help you lose weight, for me, it kind of goes back to those highly processed foods. Like, that's not a real food. That didn't grow out of the ground Um you know, who knows what has been done to it to make it that color or that consistency or have it um, taste that way. But, but, Grace, some of them have these interesting claims that they say that they're going to increase your metabolism so you end up losing, uh, processing your food in your gut so you won't lose, you will lose weight. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to go into specifics, but some of those companies have gotten in legal trouble for making some of those claims <laughs> because you can't say that these products are going or to... Or you get a little bit edgy after you've taken some of them, right? Yeah, yeah. It makes your heart beat go a little bit faster yeah, and, and you um, have a lot of other possible side effects. Not ideal, food. yeah. <laughs> I, I would say just avoid those. Stick with your whole foods. So what is the hardest part of that lifestyle changes to, to help me and others lose, lose our weight? Um, really, it comes down to behavior change. I think people really underestimate how difficult it can be to 
to change our behaviors. Um, so many of us function on autopilot. And whenever we do things that differ from that autopilot, when we choose different foods or move in ways that we don't normally move, then um, that taxes us. Um, we There's actually research showing that we have a limited amount of willpower. And when we go against that autopilot and change our habits, we deplete that willpower. So if we overwhelm ourselves and try to completely overhaul our diet and start exercising every day, it's just a matter of time before we literally run out of gas. Um, <laughs> we, we can't do it anymore. So um, really just being patient with yourself and knowing that it's um, you know, it's going to require some work, making a plan, um, you know, making those small changes. That's that's really what it's about. Uh, you know, you don't want to underestimate the cognitive aspect of behavior change because it's it's so, so important. And the last question is, of course, all the listeners are going to want to know the answer to this one. What, in your opinion, is the best diet to be on? Um, <laughs> the best diet... I, uh, you know, we kind of hit on this earlier with all the different fad diets and things, but um, I think it's, you know, the real food diet, um, eating foods that, um, you know, that grew out of the ground, having some balance in your diet, um, you know, not going overboard with any specific food group. Um, yeah, balance um, and moderation is, is really Well, what about the, the, the high publicity that the Mediterranean diet, being of Mediterranean origin here, mm-hmm. you know, that, that rings a bell that uh, people in, in Europe and in Greece and et cetera tend to have focus on that Mediterranean diet. Yeah, and actually, uh, you know, that really brings up a great point. And if you, you know, look through this list and compare that to the, the classic Mediterranean diet, a lot of those things are the same. I'm focusing heavily on those plant foods, fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. I can't say it enough. Limiting, um, you know, meat, having the, the meat. meat and dairy in moderation, getting that physical activity, um, alcohol in moderation. It's, it's, um, a lot of those things do line up. So you got me on that one. That may be the best diet. Uh oh, uh oh. No, I don't want to put a plug for any of the diets, but that is really getting a lot of publicity. Uh, throughout the world and not just yeah. that particular area. And again, it's not about diet, it's about lifestyle. <laughs> lifestyle. Well, thank you for joining us today. It's been quite educational for me and I know for all, all my many listeners out there. Hopefully we'll have a successful journey to help us lose weight, maintain that weight loss. So again, thank you again for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour and look forward to having you uh, visit us again in the very near future. I'd love to and thank you so much for having me. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you for listening to our show today. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of the Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great, great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to the best of times on 710 Kiel. 
Join us again next Saturday at 9 for the best of times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, KEEL, Shreveport Bossier.